It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's going on out there, Clipper folks? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Ooh, and I'm still pretty positive, Chuck Mockler. I hope so, buddy, because I'm uh, <laughs> I'm ready to rain on this parade. Uh, anyways, we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. A couple of best friends, a couple of Clipper credential media people. Oh, yeah, who, we did uh, it. <laughs> bring you Locked on Clippers five days a week, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Uh, be sure and check for it. Anyways, we're going to kick things off today with a recap of that loss to the Nets. Gotta be honest, a little bit of a heartbreaker. It, it, so it definitely was a heartbreaker. We'll get into it, but it's it was a heartbreaker. I will say for most of the right reasons. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely not time to overreact. Uh, there just were some mistakes. That being said, keeping the game as close as it was, uh, I still think is 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 overall promising for the Clips. For sure. Uh, but we're gonna break down what we liked in that one as well as what we didn't like, and just talk about overall kind of how we're feeling. Uh, and then we have a back-to-back, so <laughs> we've got a game preview for you uh, for the action against the Cavs tomorrow night. Once again, we'll be breaking down what we need to do well as well as what could go wrong, give you some key matchups to take a look at. Uh, and then it's Wednesday, which means what you say Wednesday, every single Tuesday, Ooh. a uh, poll goes out on Twitter, uh, <laughs> and we just kind of no- want to know what you think. Uh, this one is, uh, we've been talking about a little bit more on the podcast, but we wanted to know what you guys think. Do the Clippers need to make a trade? Hmm. Uh, so excited to talk about what you guys had to say about that, and then uh, maybe just some shavings, you know, if if they're around, if we have time. <laughs> uh, so all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so the Clippers fell 124 to 120 uh, in Brooklyn. And yeah, I, so no Bev was a huge difference in this one. Nick Batum talked about it in his postgame presser. He said they missed Pat Bev tonight. I think it was pretty evident. You know, things probably would have gone differently if Pat Bev was out there. Not to say that Kyrie wouldn't have gone off, but maybe things would have been different. Um, but let's start with what we liked, which Kawhi Leonard started out 5-5 five of five in this game. He finished with 33-5-5 five, five and four steals. He didn't shoot very well from deep, but, you know, 96% of Kawhi was there tonight. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, 
he only had five attempts from deep, so it's like, to me, I, I'm not stressing about this. This is the yeah. difference between, like, I mean, if one more shot goes in, it's like, oh, man, he was great from for three. Sure. Yeah. So it's not a big enough of a sample size for me to really kind of freak out about. But, um, yeah, he was just really impactful on both sides of the floor. It's kind of, you know, once again why it sucks to drop a game like this. <laughs> for sure. Um, PG uh almost won us this one. Ooh, that was such a clutch shot. Uh had it not been for like the clear path foul, I do think that he would have tied it up with that three yeah. off the assist from Batum. But he finished overall with 26, 4, and 6. There's some uh discourse on the internet that he somehow crumbled in this game, which they I, I got him watch the game. I'm not seeing. I'm <laughs> yeah. not seeing. He was three of seven from deep. Uh if if you think that PG crumbled on this one, go ahead at me. That's at Will Updike. <laughs> yeah, go Don't for- even come out of the show account. Like <laughs> let's let's fist Cups. Go to the personal. Um, Batum and Marcus Morris were crazy efficient from three. Combined eight of fourteen from deep. Um, yeah, you know, that was good to see. Like Batum started off hot. I think he made our first two three pointers, which was great. Look, when we got it going, the deep ball was working great for yeah. us. We took thirty six threes. We hit fifteen of them. Um, and and honestly, like. When we were playing our game, you know, which is, I mean, Moving can the ball? <laughs> yeah, it can at times be a slow, plodding half court game, but there is a lot of ball movement. Things went really well. That's what we need to uh, do. We're a slow team right now. I think we found su- success with some kind of post ups and stuff early. <clears throat> and I think that it actually kind of spoiled us in a way where we got outside of what our game is. Um, and, and, and I just, I, I don't think that it was great overall for the offense. We got sucked into their game a little bit. Um, and at times our defense looked really locked in and ready to challenge the Nets kind of big three, but it is, um, difficult to stop KD Harden and Kyrie. Uh, I think KD went 11 of 13 and the, the 13 shots that KD took were contested. The man was hitting every single literally almost every single shot it's like the warriors post game that we promise you we tried we like, swear to god we tried <laughs> um and also Kyrie talked about in the post game that he took that wizards loss personally so there was added motivation from the nets from that standpoint on the defensive side of the ball let's get into what we didn't like um i'll let you lead this one off look i think <laughs> batum was great in this game uh like i think the minute load was kind of crazy uh Look, he finished with 21 and 6. Yeah. But he played 38 minutes. He was he said he was only supposed to play like 20 to 24 or something in the post game. For his first game back, I mean, that is just to me Look, we like we needed it, but it sucks. One of those things <laughs> that we've talked about being a compliment to Ty Lue is that like he plays the regular season like he's prepping for the playoffs. And I don't know how much closer you could have gotten really uh to a playoff sort of at least rotation in this one. I mean, yeah. we basically only played eight guys yeah, Kennard all was, game. Kennard um, played four minutes in the uh, beginning and then was done. So, so yeah, Kennard played only four minutes, which is a bit of a head-scratcher just once again given, I, I mean, the minute lows were really heavy. But I think something that, that played into that was we could not really take advantage of what I had perceived as our mismatches at the five. We didn't do it right. We just didn't do it. <laughs> Zoo was objectively bad in this yeah. game. Uh, he, I believe he had the second worst pl- plus minus on the team in just 16 minutes. I cannot count how many times he got backdoor cut. Like He he just isn't always aware on the floor. I think it's like one of those things where... He's a hot and cold player, it feels like, in terms of awareness. I also think sometimes defensively, like he can listen to what you tell him, but like he doesn't necessarily have the awareness. Like It was almost like 
the opposite of what was happening in the Hawks games where he was dropping real low on those pick and rolls and like getting fucking roasted. Yeah. And then this one, he was like trying to play super close on like a hedge and then like just getting the back, like getting backdoor cut. Yeah. Super, super hard. Uh, he finished with two points, three rebounds, but had two turnovers and four personal and he fouls. got beat up for some rebounds where it was just like, dude, how are you not getting this board? Yeah. It was I, a I, tough go for Zoo tonight. Yeah, that one was a head scratch for me. I mean, we ended up just going small, really, for the majority of the fourth quarter yeah. uh, with, you know, Zoo and Serge off the floor for a lot of the time. Serge struggled around the basket, man. There's no way around it. He was two of nine from two-point range. We were also getting hosed by the refs, but I do agree that this was the complete opposite what we thought was going to happen in the game preview. Look, if um, you told me that we were going to... They started Jeff Green. If you if you told me that they were going to start Jeff Green, we were going to get beat in rebounds <laughs> and break dead even yeah. in points in the paint, I would have said you were a fool. It was a great move by Steve Nash. DeAndre Jordan played Zubats a lot better than he would have played Surge in that starting lineup, which I think was a big thing too. Definitely, definitely. We struggled with pace on both ends of the floor, which killed me. Defensively, we were just losing guys on the pick and roll and like yeah. out on the perimeter. It there was it was a lot of there's some boneheaded stuff we, in this game. Yeah, we and can, like we talked about Durant just being eleven to thirteen, which didn't help. Totally, totally. But we yeah, we I mean we just had some issues getting back, uh staying in front of guys. And I I also thought like offensively we did okay. Uh, I think we had 22 points off of 17 Nets turnovers. Uh, it just felt like there were still times we were failing to exploit situations on that offensive end, and we just couldn't match their pace offensively. And overall. we shouldn't have tried. Is That's my the thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the only time we were matching it was like the the shot quality was terrible in those situations, and that just leads me to the biggest thing for me was like just unforced errors and poor decision making. Yeah. Um, Fouling Harden at the three-point line. Multiple times. Never going to be a good call. Backing down Harden in the post. Kept Elite happening. post defender. He's a very good post defender. And we were getting switches early, you know? Like, we, we were getting Kawhi on Joe Harris, and it was like, this is great. He hit five of his five shots early when we were kind of had it figured out. And then, I mean, it just... Yeah, it's yeah. across the board. Like Kawhi, it's just a would, great game too. <laughs> Kawhi would try to back down James Harden and then not exploit the mismatch when he had Kyrie on him at times. I I don't know. Uh, and once again, it wasn't the only poor shot in the game, but that Reggie pull up three early in the shot clock, fourth quarter. Yeah, PG had a really bad shot selection too. Yeah. Um, no, it uh, the refs were garbage in this one. I think that's another thing we haven't talked about yet. But it, I mean, Paul George had one free throw attempt. He called it disrespectful in the post game, and I'm inclined to agree with the guy on that. Yeah, uh, Kawhi got hit in the face by Kyrie Irving on a three-point hit. No call. Yeah, Morris got like got Morris clocked. Got, yeah, by Harden twice. But also, there were some frustrating things in this game for sure. But you know, it's the Nets. We ran into kind of the best version of their big three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, today, which was tough. They lost by four. I'm feeling bummed out, but not. You know, it's like I mean, it was four points. We played pretty wonky looking at sometimes and we're winning during that time so it's like you know we try and stay away from that term encouraging loss but this was not a discouraging one i guess yeah look <laughs> i mean this game other than luke canard we'll talk about that in the third segment we played it close in a seven game series i don't think there's any way durant goes 11 for 13 in seven games maybe though who knows <laughs> it's fucking kevin durant yeah, uh, uh, that's a very good point I, I i you know i feel good i mean it was an electrifying game it was a really fun watch um and I, yeah, just we just have a little further to go, I guess, than I thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also, not too far, thankfully. 
Yes. Uh, coming up, we're going to be previewing the hopeful bounce back game we can get against the Cavs. But first, got to give a shout out to CBDMD. The holidays are finally behind us, the major ones, uh, which means it's time to catch up on some much-needed sleep. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than MDA media. Than NBA media is sleeping on DeAndre Hunter. Wow. Uh, CBDMD uh, has a product called CBDPM that blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. If you want to relax a little bit before bed, their new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience. And are available in lavender or eucalyptus scents, as well as a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. To make it even easier to get your year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Okay, so we're back with segment two, and we're talking the game preview. Uh, second night of the back-to-back, it's Clippers taking on the Cavs. Whew. This is uh, this is going to be a test. This is this is a rough game to have as a second night of a. I was going to say this is not a matchup you really want on the second night of a back to back. No, the Cavs are ten and eleven, but obviously have some impressive wins. One notable impressive win over the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, let's just get right into it. The Cavs. What we need to do well. The Cavs are not a three point shooting team. Yeah, by every metric, they only take twenty seven a game, which is dead last in the league. Uh, they're only quote unquote shooting 35%, which is like 27th right now in the league from three. They take 62 pointers a game, which is third in the league. Um, that's just thinking about the future. That's it's gone. It's out. gone past the three pointer, back to the yeah. two pointer. It's yeah, it's full wormhole right now. Uh, so we have to we have to establish dominance in the paint against a team that has two pretty good. In the traditional sense, centers, uh, Drummond and Jared Allen. And then Sexton takes the second most two-point attempts in, um, on the team, too. So that's going to be big. Like, just we're going to need a bounce-back game from both Serge and Zoo. Offensively for Serge and kind of all over the board for Zoo if we don't want to have to kick this one into some weird high gear. That we have, yeah. but I don't necessarily want to use it. No, totally. And I do see this as being a f- this, these are the kind of matchups that Zoo likes, uh, which you know yes. I thought would have been the same situation with DeAndre Jordan, but you know who knows. Who <laughs> hey, knows? here we are. I uh, and I, I think a big thing we have to do is just move the ball really well. We need to use the pass instead of our legs. It's the second night of a back to back. This Cavs team is bottom ten in the NBA in terms of assists. Um, so you know we need to make them work defensively as well as work a lot harder to get those shots off offensively. Yeah. Uh, and when. The Cavs are a good defensive team, which we'll talk about more in the, in the sure. next little segment. But um, they like 
they're only average in overall opponent field goal percentage. So, like, when teams can actually generate shots, um, you know, they're hitting them at an okay clip. Yeah. Uh, and for this Clips team is usually a pretty good clip. And even more good, ne- <laughs> good news for this Clips team, this Cavs team is bottom 10 in opponent three-point percentage. Hey, hey. Uh, so, obviously, taking advantage of that would be great. I'd love to see even more than 36 threes in this one. Definitely. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, uh, let them – Force them to work on both ends of the floor. Um, they don't allow a lot of assists. They're in the top half of the league in that regard. But hey, that 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 comes into what could go wrong. And that's what we kind of saw against the Nets too, is the ball got sticky. Right? Yeah, like there were. You know, I think in the first quarter against the Nets, we had nine three point attempts. In the second quarter, we had six. Six. One of yeah. which was like a heave at the end of the quarter. So when the ball gets sticky, it's not good for the Clippers. The Cavs are the seventh best defensive rating so far this season season and the number one opponent turnover percentage so if we don't take care of the ball and we give a team that is led by colin sexton underdog hope that you're just doing your best to help the Cavs in this one you know like this is not a team that's going to roll over obviously yes yes uh we got to control the turnovers again uh take care of the ball we only had eight turnovers in that nets game love it uh which is great oof god it's a tough game. It's a tough game. The Nets are so damn good. Uh, the Cavs are averaging the second most steals in the league, so you know we need to mitigate some of that length. Just keep those passes on a string a little bit more. It's a good call. Um, than we can sometimes see from this team. There's a weird thing about the Cavs, right? So obviously this defense is great, and it's creating the majority of their <laughs> offense. They're scoring 19% of their points off turnovers, what? which is first in the NBA. <laughs> by, like, how much? By, like, 12%? <laughs> like, that's by, insane. By a hearty percent. Okay. Um, uh, oh, it's actually the Grizzlies are kind of right up there, too. Um, hey, whatever. It's still a it's lot. It's still a still, lot, dude. Still first in the NBA. Yeah. Um, so I uh, got to make sure and control the turnovers in that one because they will Punish us. Uh, what matchup should we be looking for in this one? We talked about it off top, but Surgeon Zoo versus Jared Allen and Andre Dummern. Um, the Cavs, you know, compared to the Clippers, the one-two punch of Surgeon Zoo is usually very good, if not the best one-two center punch in the league. Um, but the Cavs have a really good one, too. So we're kind of running head-on into that. We get more shooting from the five than they do. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Ty Lue kind of figures out these surge minutes um, Mm -hmm. and if he wants to draw surge out because right now surge is not playing well in the post right now so I would love it if surge was drawn out a lot more and then that opens things up too when Allen's out of the paint like the Cavs have some interesting matchup stuff to figure out with our bigs Um, and then Zoo versus Drummond is going to be like watching two large dinosaurs just run into each other a bunch (laughs) and I think that's going to be a fun time definitely definitely I'm not sure how they're going to mitigate our forwards I mean like (laughs) We got some I, good guys over there. Like I don't know Isaac Okoro uh, and Larry Nance. If if he ends up playing, are going to have some work cut out for them as well. Uh, Jetty Osman and Torin Prince trying to yeah control the onslaught and the staggering that is Batum. Uh, <laughs> of course, we all know who we're talking about here. Uh, that is quite Paul George and Batum and Marcus Morris and um, the any of the wealth of forwards that we have. I'm interested to see how Ty Lue comes at this one and if we see some more canard. We didn't see any Terrence Mann. We will see more than four Kennard minutes in this game. I will bet you that. And I bet we'll see more than zero Terrence Mann minutes, which we saw none of Terrence Mann in the Nets game. He wasn't ready for this game. Um, He wasn't at all. That's a very good point. Um, Prediction for this one. What do you got? Uh, I don't think... 
I don't think the Clippers are ready to drop two in a row just yet. For sure. Even on the second night of a back-to-back after a hard-fought loss, big minutes from guys just returning into the lineup. I think the Clippers can put this one away. Uh, I'm hoping they do so semi-comfortably. <laughs> That's a good call. I think the Clips got this one too. I don't want Pat Bev to play in this game since we have a very difficult not game against the Celtics on Friday after this. Really hope we see some good bench play. Um, I hope Lou Will can find his footing or you know, at least put his foot in the shoe to try and find the footing. He could eventually get in there because the passing has looked good, but the scoring obviously hasn't been the same. Um, I guess I'm hoping the same for Luke Kennard too. There's some guys who could get on track in this game. He did not get a chance to really get a rhythm in that Nets game. No, for sure. But I'd like him to get that chance. Yeah, um, I think the Clippers take this one. I think it's by like eight points. Huh? It's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird eight. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Let us know what you think at Locked on Clips. Coming up, we're talking what you say Wednesday if uh, Clippers fans want uh, to do a trade. We're also going to be talking about what the heck needs to happen with Luke Kennard, which we talk about. feels like at least weekly. But first, Will. Betting on sports, how can I do it? Where can I do it? Uh, the only place uh, that has you covered and the only place we trust is betonline.ag. Oh, yeah. uh, they got a great deal. If you sign up today for a free account on betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Look, I know that we're all ready for some football. Super Bowl is coming up. I mean, it's just coming up this weekend. Uh, so get your prop bets in. Bet on some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. You can bet on uh, which coach is going to have their nose exposed from their mask first. That's, that's a real bet. On that bet seems like a good AG. bet. Yeah. What, what do you, who, are you, who are you taking? I'm going to go with Arians because he usually wears the face mask, and I think that gives you a little lean. You know, he has the face mask. He has the shield oh, he's got and the, the shield. Mask, so gotcha. He's going to get some nose hubris. That sounds like a good yeah. bet. That's a positive Chuck lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good bet. Anyways, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit on betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Okay, welcome to What You Say Wednesday, trade edition. Put that poll out on uh, Tuesday on Twitter, at Locked on Clips. Go ahead and vote up for it. I asked people if they still wanted a trade. Uh, I said, do you Clippers need to make a trade? 696 people voted. We appreciate the votes. Kind of knew which way this one was going to go, which kind of, it's flipped from the beginning of the season pretty Mm -hmm. hard. Uh, 68% of the voters, so close, said no. 32% said yes. 
The people who said yes had some interesting reasons. There are people who think I saw the point guard thing a couple times. Of course, I saw. I saw third. What point guard? Did they drop a na- the name? There's of no point names guard we ever could get? dropped. Okay. There are no names ever dropped. Well, there's no names dropped with actual examples. Okay. People are like, oh, Terry Rozier, and you're like, how? You got to come up with seventeen million dollars. A lot of money. Um, I saw the point guard thing. I saw third center, which. I don't really get. Honestly, maybe after this Nets game. Okay, <laughs> come on. Um, we thought maybe Patterson should have gotten some minutes at the five. Um, uh, may, a look against Jeff Green. Center, um, and then uh, the only like kind of rational, tangible one was a couple people mentioned the George Hill for Lou Will trade. Of course, but George Hill, as we all know, is now out for four weeks because he's getting a procedure done on yeah. his hand. Yes, so thumb, that thumb kind of surgery. Yeah, the technical term. I think he's getting a. a Second thumb. Yeah, he's getting six thumbs. Um, nothing in the rule book says he can't <laughs> add appendages. Um, but so that's kind of out the window because I don't see the Clippers trading for an on-the-mend George Hill at any point. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, healthy Lou, well, mostly healthy Lou, is better than on-the-mend George Hill. Yes, absolutely. Weird tangent. Yeah. What was that thing where people would always be like, eight fingers and two thumbs? I have no idea what you're talking about. When people would be like, how many fingers do you have? And you'd be like 10, like a normal person. They'd be like, nah, dumbass. Uh, yeah. Eight fingers and two it's thumbs. one of those dickhead things, yeah. Are thumbs technically different fingers? Yeah, they're thumbs. I know, but what about pinkies? They're not called fingers. They're called pinky fingers. <laughs> I call it a thumb finger. <laughs> All right, well, then that's fair. Um, but 68% of people were rational. They said no to this question. Yeah. Which I think makes sense. I mean, I mean I'm at no. Where are you at? Are you, have you flipped? Are you a yes? <laughs> No, I, I'm at no, and, and once again, I, I keep bringing this up because I'm just not seeing a move that's an improvement, that's realistic. Um, There's kind of ones that are like their improvement in some areas, which are more important in the playoffs. Like, you know, I guess if you look you, know, you look at George Hill's defense versus Lou Wills, obviously has to step up, but you look at the usage, and then you look at, it's just kind of lateral. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um yeah, I, that's the way that I feel. I feel that it's sort of lateral. I feel like if that's our big move, I mean, Great. I, got, I got to be honest, man. I, I don't know. It, it seems a little bit like grasping for straws. Like I, I can see how it could be better, but especially like given the health thing, like, I mean, how much better? And we've talked about this with Adam Oslo on our last episode. We're still not a healthy team. We've missed Bev for... Almost ten percent of the season. Yeah. Um. So there's still not even like real continuity there yet. So which is hard to forget or hard to remember. Excuse me. When we're playing so well, right? Like. So that is an interesting reason, though, for a yes trade. Oh. If you can move Pat Bev for a lateral move, because honestly, I don't even know that it's an upgrade. If you can move Pat Bev for a lateral move, that's a locker room fit. I don't even know. I mean, I think that you might have to do it. Who is that, though? I, I look. This is this thought is just <laughs> hitting me right now. But I mean, like, we've seen this kind of same record with Pat Bev over the past couple seasons. Yeah. On the wrong side of thirty, for sure. Um, really going after Pat Bev right now. If you have a couple of deep playoff, uh, like playoff series, do you start to worry about the durability? That's fair. And if we're, you know, we're already playing, say, 10, 20% of our games without Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Is just an available player better than no uh, player? So that's the thing. Like, an available player is, 
I'll have to look it up. We'll have to do a deep dive on this maybe for next episode of like who makes the same as Pat Bev, who's as good a fit. Terry Rozier. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, like who would get moved? There's so many margins that the Clippers would have to figure out for this trade that the other team would just have to be fine with. Yeah. Which I don't I just don't see. Um but we are gonna talk about someone who the Clippers did trade for and signed to a contract that does not kick in until next year, but has so far some people do not believe that it was money well spent. That is Luke Kennard. What's going on? They want him to shoot, and then he only gets four minutes. Like, he did shoot, and he missed, but then he only got four minutes. So I think the the signals being sent to Luke Kennard are kind of odd right now. Like, the just shoot the ball signal, I totally understand. But then, you know, in the Nets game, you get four minutes of playing time. Yeah. So. Two field goal attempts, both of which were from three. He let it the, fly. In the same possession. He let it fly. Um, But it just, there's a... I don't know if there's a fit issue because we haven't even really seen it like trying to be worked on yet. Look, you I, know? I, I think the big issue was Kyrie Irving was just cooking us. Yeah, for sure. And Luke Kennard does not help that issue. But he played Lou. Ty Lou talked about how like the reason he played Lou Will over Luke Kennard was because of the game flow. And you're like, but Lou was. What do you exactly, want him to say? I don't know that Luke was playing bad. Um, <laughs> I just, Luke yeah. Kennard stinks. <laughs> yeah, he stinks right now. No, I, that would be kind of refreshing. Um, but no, it, he stinks. That'd be <laughs> the greatest thing for a coach to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, he stinks. Uh, it'd either end a player's career or motivate them so hard. Right now, I think it would maybe not motivate Kennard. What's What's he got? Does he just got to see the boggle in the hoop a couple times? Does he need just time against the Cavs? Like Bev is out, and he's not getting played. <laughs> Yeah. It's an inauspicious start to his Clippers career. It is. It is. And, I mean, we've remarked on this. I feel like that's why he keeps coming up every week. We talk about this a lot. (laughs) I don't understand what the fit is. Yeah. I thought that his role was going to be different than it is. Uh, I thought thought, he was going to be distributing to maybe Lou Wilmore or other people more. Yeah, I thought that he was going to be, you know, running point a little bit more, not just be – not being used so heavily as a as just a spot up shooter. People talked about wanting Luke Kennard to maybe get run with the starting lineup before the season started. I like mean, people, I teased that's what, the idea. No, that's what I mean. People thought the role was going to be like. Oh, I mean, if you know, even if he's not the best distributor, if you're distributing to what at the time we were going to think was Kawhi, PG, Mook, and Serge, it's not going to be all bad. <laughs> so, is this a conversation that we need to have where it's sort of where it's similar to the Terrence Mann thing where Man, I'm not going to lie. I was not happy with the production we were getting from Terrence Mann. I'm psyched on it now. And I think a lot of that like was they had to cater their role more to what he can do, which is yeah. you, know, you can play some hard defense. Uh, he's not the he's not a true point, uh, so you can't really use him in that way. Yeah. And, you know, Kennard, we're using him in the Landry Shamit role, essentially. and I just Which he can do so much more. I just think he can do more, and I think that it he is can dribble getting, more. He can make, yeah, like I, th- I thought he can dribble more. You know, he could run more. He, he can, can run. run. <laughs> he can breathe a yeah. lot more. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that it might be just kind of a similar thing uh, where we need to cater the role a little bit more to him, or you know, like once again, this comes down to like an asset management thing. And yeah, some of this is on Tyloo too. Yes. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. 
Just give um, him more run with the starters or stagger him with. I don't know. You got to put him in position to succeed. I like that idea. Hope it happens against the Cavs. I mean, I'm not expecting a full turnaround, but I'm I've, expecting a if, look. There's one thing I know about this league: you live and die by every single bounce of the ball, <laughs> and that's how your opinion should be formed. No big picture. Um, that about wraps it up. I think that loss, man. I'm frustrated, but that was a fun game of basketball. It was a really fun game to watch. So um, Thursday's episode, we're gonna have a recap of Clippers versus Cap about a hopeful victory. Uh, talking about what we want to see more of um, from the Clippers on Thursday, Thursday. Of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, if you haven't yet. The Nick Batum Battalion T-shirt boutique competition uh, ends on the 8th when the shirts arrive. We will be picking a raffle. you got to put a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know about it. Yeah. At uh, shavings.podcast at gmail.com or at Locked on Clips. Just tweet at us. We'll put you in the raffle. Yeah, for doesn't sure. even have to be a five-star review. No, it All of them not. have been five stars so far, which is kind of surprising. Um, but we'll still put you in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you they really su- want the shirt. If you live super far away, you might have to split shipping, but we'll figure all that out when we get it. Um, <laughs> Will, where can these people review us other than Apple Podcasts or even listen to us? If uh, you can't actually review us anywhere other than Apple Podcasts. Sorry, that's why this contest is kind of limited to Apple Podcasts. Yeah. We will Don't try blame to ex- us. Blame, uh, blame Apple. We will try to expand that more in the future. Uh, but you can also listen to us, which is super important. You can subscribe to us uh, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clips if you just, you know, you need to listen, but you don't want to use your hands. Uh, happens to me all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much for rocking with us. Uh, as I said up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. We could not be happier bringing this Clippers news. Heck, yeah. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today